We know that there's Flagler Island and all of those that are south of the Gullah Geechee Nation but north of the Bahamas that were already evacuated earlier today. Folks had their doors knocked on at Edisto Beach on yesterday, and y'all have seen us on Gullah Geechee TV at Edisto Island many times, and Edisto Beach is all the way down to the Atlantic Ocean, very low-lying area. They were evacuating out since yesterday, and then today, Areas and yesterday, in fact, people were leaving off of Fripp and Hilton Head because those Fripp, Hilton Head, Harbor Island, all those places in the Gullah Geechee Nation, they flood very quickly, very easily. Those are all gated areas, and all of that overbuilding has contributed to why those places flood so rapidly as well and why they are in the direct line of fire is because they're built right into the marsh and right into the Atlantic Ocean. And native Gullah Geechis do not build their homes right on the water unless that was the only parcel of the land somehow that they got because they were the person in the family that either opted for that one or that's what was left over amongst the heirs' property. You understand? So we don't build right on the water. Our houses are set back, and usually there is a tree line break as well away from any water and windwardness that comes to us and comes through the Gullah Geechee Nation. But in these very low-lying areas, people started to evacuate since yesterday, and then all of this coast is under a state of emergency every state from North Carolina to Florida is under a state of emergency, has been for the last couple of days. All of that has to do with how government funding comes down from Washington, D.C. And so governors in each one of the four states here wanted to make sure they got out ahead of that so that they could have federal funding to bring in things like sandbags that are available to a lot of people right now. And we've been seeing videos of people in various areas. We know that Preserve the Gullah has done a lot of sandbagging along the Mosquito Beach area previously there in Charleston. And we pray that everyone's property along Mosquito Beach will definitely remain standing because, as you know, we've been working to restore that community. And they have had an onslaught of storms over many, many years. So we are praying that this time that they are protected. There is still a island that sits right across from Mosquito Beach that has a lot of trees, and some family members were thinking about working along with the group to clear-cut those trees out just to sell it to get money because they said that they could do forestry. That is not a good idea. That is not a situation where you join in and a family group to do forestry in order to just get the money. That is a situation where you absolutely need the trees that are standing there. It's the same situation of where we have Hunter Home on Palawana Island. We have a number of trees around, and you want to have the trees around to block the wind damage that can come in. We want the trees around because the roots and the grass roots will also, and I know that word y'all hear me use in other fashions, but the roots of grass, all right, will help to hold soil in place. So when you clear cut the trees, now you have nothing to break the storm. And right now that is the issue that they're faced with with this storm because it is gradually and slowly churning its way through and between and around the different islands that make up the family islands, and now it's approaching the larger islands that many of you who take cruises often go to when you go to Nassau in the Bahamas. And my love for everybody down there because the ministries of every part of the Bahamas have hosted me on more than one occasion and truly have done the best hosting I have ever seen to date with literal red carpet and limousines and everything. And so I'm truly praying for all of our family and friends down there in the Bahamas that they are safe and that the storm will veer off the eye of the storm and not go directly over Nassau. But the issue there is that similar to the Gullah Geechee Nation, which is called a low country, the land is flat. We don't have mountains like Cuba and Jamaica and Haiti where the 
storm already cut through. And definitely Jamaica, we don't want to leave you out. We got a lot of love for the family at Baca Yard, and we pray that everything is well there, that, you know, y'all are quickly recovering from all of this. And so here it is that the storm slowed a little through some, but when it got to the Bahamas, they had already predicted it wouldn't slow much because there is no tree line break and there are no major things that the wind has to press against or fight against or go up against, whichever way you want to look at that. So as a result, they're expecting that even once it makes its way literally across and through the Bahamas, that it will hit Florida, but at a higher category. Right now it's a Cat 3. And they're thinking it'll go back up to a Cat 4 potentially because the waters are so warm between the Bahamas and Florida. We pray that is not true. We pray that man's predictions are in error, as they often are, and that that does not happen. But we know right now it's only in the 70-something degrees up in the Carolinas here and the South Carolina, and so we are praying that our waters are even cooler than that so that as it makes its way further northward in the Atlantic, it just continues to dissipate and continues to dissipate. And so I'm calling on all the spiritual people of the world, it's your time to pray, do ritual and everything, such that we can dissipate this storm. We've slowed it. By the grace of God, let us break it up now. Matthew, it's enough of you. All right? And we want folks to definitely stay tuned at Gullah Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H, G-E-E-C-H-E-E on Twitter and Instagram, but definitely follow Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page and the Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio as well as Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's Facebook fan page, and you will see the numerous things that we've posted, not just updating you about the storm itself, but about preparation. If you watch Gullah Geechee TV, and you can go to YouTube for Gullah Geechee TV or type in G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot TV, and if you go to Gullah dot TV, you'll see that I uploaded on yesterday the second part to one two three Gullah Geechee Get Ready, and this is a preparedness video so that people can go ahead and know the types of items that you need to have in your house if you are going to stay on the coast, if you're not evacuating, or even if you are, because some of the places you might attempt to evacuate to if you get stuck in traffic or you get there and there's no hotel room or other things, the same things in an emergency kit that you'd use at your house or the emergency kit that you should have in the car. So make the only thing short of the propane tank and, and those types of things you can't shouldn't be carrying around. But if you have the means, please make sure that you use tomorrow to continue to prepare for this. And make sure you go ahead and move any loose items out of your yard. If you hadn't cleaned the yard in a while, now's the time to do it. As soon as the sun come up tomorrow, get the yard clean, get all the limbs and stuff, loose things out the way, put away any type of lawn furniture, umbrellas, tables, all those kind of things so that they don't hydroplane as the hurricane winds make its way by because even when a storm just bypasses us like this, then we get a lot of wind, and you don't want any extra stuff to be falling down, and you also don't want nothing broken. So if it's something worthwhile that you have out in the yard, you want to put it inside where it can be secured because if there are branches or anything flying around from the trees, you don't want that to get damaged in that way either. So we are yet praying and believing that Matthew won't even have any type of major impact here whatsoever. But I am going to be posting and reposting a blog piece from GullahGeecheeNation.com about Gullah Geechee surviving the storm since 1893. This being Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month, many people who do Yeti, we, Yeti, but we and things like that, and Yeti, but we culture and things like that, and none of Yeti, but all is strength. And so many of our people have been very strong over the hundreds of years that we have been situated on these sea islands. And we have had some tragedies, but we've been blessed that that's been minimal in terms of the flooding and the storms that have happened and the harm that's happened to humans. Because the property, you can always rebuild. You can always try to start again with that. But when people are gone, that's the end of that interaction. 
in this plane with those individuals. So you don't want people just losing their lives just behind foolishness. And so here it is that with the storms that we have had to deal with, there have been so many, but one that many people recall and some that I've even heard them talking about, which is why many of our Charleston family is right now on I-26, or many of them have already taken it and gone to the upcountry, gone out of state completely to North Carolina and into Atlanta and other places where they have family and friends, is because of Hugo. In 1989, there was massive damage in Charleston County, in particular around here, from Hurricane Hugo, which had happened 10 years after Hurricane David, okay? Hurricane David, I sat through here on St. Helena Island back in September 1979. Hugo came along in 1989. Fortunately, I was not on the island during Hugo. And then there have been numerous other storms that people don't realize even existed before those time frames because there were massive storms that they believe were Category 3 and higher. And if you don't know what the categories mean, make sure to go to Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page because we put up a video that we thought was very well done by Weather Channel, of course, um, that indicates the wind speeds and the other things that make them determine what kind of category, what category, numeric system we're dealing with. But right now we have a Cat 3 that we're dealing with. And on September 17, 1945, there was a Category 3 hurricane that many of the elders here just call, you know, Storm 45, Storm in the 40s. And then in 1954, there was a Cat 4, which was called Hazel, all right? And Hazel actually made landfall up near Little River, South Carolina, which is on your way. Once you pass Myrtle Beach and you're getting ready to start heading on into North Kakalaki, you end up going through Little River, and you're not far from Atlantic Beach. And Atlantic Beach boardwalk and everything got destroyed, and numerous summer homes and businesses got destroyed there. And so not only, like I say, the Mosquito Beach deal with these things, but so did Atlantic Beach because all of those beach resort towns had a lot of clear-cutting. And so people came there to go to the beach, and so the homes were built right on the water. American Beach down in Florida, we're praying right now, doesn't get too much damage from this storm because American Beach is right there in the wide open like most beach towns are. And then the homes are side by side by side, but there aren't many trees or anything to hold things back. The sea oats do what best they can along the shoreline, but they do get a lot of dunes that get swept up when we have this churning of the water. And one of the biggest issues with the hurricanes are winds and storm surge. So when water is getting thrown up, onto the land. So you already know when a hurricane is coming, you're going to have a lot of rain. You have those big old swalls, that big old part of the circle that goes out around the eye. It's usually a bunch of moisture. So water is really flung at you at all kind of directions when there is a hurricane. But you also have this water coming down while water is coming on land because the wind gusts pushes our rivers, our creeks, our oceans up higher than they normally would be and up and over onto land. So this is the big issue that we are praying dissipates. We want the winds and we want those rains to dissipate long before they get to the Gullah Geechee Nation because we know that this is a big thing right now, even as it approaches our family down there in Nassau, that they're thinking they may have 15-foot toll surges of water 15 feet above and so here there is a surge storm surge indicator that we also placed on gullagichination.com on yesterday and that storm surge indicator would let you click along the south carolina coast based on cat one two three four and five so that you can see which areas are very likely to flood 
And so this is something that we have talked about on this broadcast. You've seen me talk about it. You've seen me lecture about it and present in various parts of the U.S. about what goes on here with flooding and why this is a critical matter for us in terms of being able to protect our cultural heritage resources and our cultural legacy on the Sea Islands and the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. So this is a very, very serious matter. Many people wait until there is a crisis to be able to support the movement, but we're definitely calling on people to support things ahead of time. And I just want to pause and thank everyone who has already taken on that charge and who has already supported my trip to COP22, which is going to happen next month at the UN's COP22 that will happen over in Africa. I thank you for giving the donations already that have us almost at the halfway mark of reaching the $3,000 that will pay the balance of the travel expenses for me and another party to be able to get there to represent the Gullah Geechee Nation at this major international conference because this conference is dealing with climate change dynamics and climate change issues. Hurricanes are not considered part of climate change, but the massive impacts of the hurricanes have they've increased, and where they happen how they happen, the duration of them, we know are then linked to climate change dynamics. We also, as cultural people, recognize the fact that every hurricane that develops starts off the coast of the motherland. It starts off the coast of Africa. And so here it is that when Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month begins every year, this also starts that height of the season which serves as a reminder to us of the month we just finished honoring our ancestors in, Middle Passage Month, which is September every year. And so it is a time of reflection, but it is also a time where you have to take from the ancestors the wise things and use them to go in, go forward into the future. So when we talk about what has happened, over hundreds of years, how did we remain here before there was a weather channel, before there was TV, before there was social media, and yet these storms came, yet these floods came? How did people endure? Well, one is what I mentioned earlier, the fact that our ancestors built inland. They don't build right on the waterways. Water is always sacred to us. The water to bring we are, the water to take we back. So we go to the water for healing for nourishment, but we also know God going to trouble the water. So this type of situation is one that causes us to spiritually reflect as well. That's why I want to open that song tonight with the Gullah Connection singing, Standing in the Need of Prayer. That is a Gullah Geechee spiritual that you don't often hear sung anymore, but we used to sing that song all the time when I was growing up, whether Hunter Chillin' been in the Prius house or thing like that at the Bush Arbor or rather was in the church, you heard that song, Standing in the Need of Prayer. It's not my mother, not my brother, but it's me. O oh Lord, standing in need of prayer. It's not my father, but my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in need of prayer. And tonight, definitely the Gullah Geechee Nation, the Caribbean, stands in the need of your prayers, but we stand in the need of your support outside of crisis situations. We need folks to recognize and realize that it should not take someone being about to lose their land, like Monday was land auctions here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and several people lost Heirs' property, they lost homes. We had someone who was a storyteller here, was just able to save her home because a bunch of people gave money to fundraisers because she had to go all the way into a crisis mode and go online to raise money to save her home because she took out money from a predatory lending company and is still in debt to them. So here it is that you have people losing their land, losing their homes, which makes them enslaved to someone else that they have to pay rent to. And so when we say please support efforts that keep people self-sustaining and self-sufficient 
on our own land. That is the greatest support of the Gullah Geechee Nation that you can give. Don't say I don't have nothing to give because you could give a dollar. You give five dollars. That would help. If five or 10,000 people give a dollar or five dollars, we can keep people on their land. And so it does make a difference. Don't ever think that what you're doing cannot make a difference. It can and it does. And so, again, I'm thankful to all those who are proactive and who've seen the GoFundMe page for supporting me going to COP22 and that have gone ahead and already given. From the first few hours that the campaign started, people have make it, made contributions. Some names I know, some names I don't know, and many people have given anonymously. And I want to thank all of you equally because any amount you've given I know is a sacrifice that you didn't have to give. But here it is that people have been sacrificed for greed. Families have been sacrificed for greed because people did not recognize or realize, first and foremost, that there was a unique culture on these sea islands. So many people got displaced because people did not recognize Gullah Geechee culture's existence, either because people were ashamed to show it or didn't admit that's who they were, had been indoctrinated and assimilated to just say they were American or to say they were black or to say they were African-American, which is nothing unique to any of those categories. And so then when people started recognizing there was a legitimate cultural legacy here, by that time there was already an onslaught that displaced many people. Hence the need for Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month to make some people even aware of our very existence and to make people who are of the culture aware that they need to hold on to it, that they need to fight for it. The hunter chilling need for going back to all that market thing like that. Even if hunter can't crack your teeth like that, they shouldn't want plenty of things that still do you or hunter should fight for. Never let him adopt them for you, lapse one hunter back no more, yeah? Okay then. So many people don't recognize that it would take them making a conscious effort using their mind to move out of situations of being enslaved or being re-enslaved by people who want to move you off the coast, people who will continue to do harm to the environment and the atmosphere without regard for what other cultures and communities are being damaged by their personal individual choices. The carbon gas emissions that come out and the massive carbon imprint that the Western world has done to the entire world is what COP22 is all about. These things are part of why we've seen the erosion on our sea islands. That's why you see the photograph of me standing there with all the fallen trees, because when I grew up, these trees were standing, but now they're laying down. Trees are not supposed to be laying down this side, and it had nothing to do with hurricanes. It simply had to do with the salinity, and it had to do with the tide flow, and the tide flow getting higher and higher, hence the term sea level rise, and that water coming in further and further, eroding away many of the barrier islands that are the sea islands that protect our bigger islands, like the one that I'm on, St. Helena Island. And then there's the destruction of areas like Hilton Head, that have become simply resort areas and then the sprawl that's gone over into places like Bluffton and then the urbanization of places like Savannah and Charleston and Jacksonville, Florida and Jacksonville, North Carolina and Wilmington, North Carolina, where these places and these spaces are not conducive to the water flowing off when it does fall out of the sky or when the tide does come in and surge up as the sea gets higher especially during what was now called the king tide that we used to call the spring tide. So I've been working with many people to protect the cultural resources that are considered environmental, protecting what people would call the built environment that our ancestors put in, like the praise houses, like our cultural institutions and historic sites that are in the eye of the storm in terms of losing resources financially, but also not being protected because of these environmental changes. But the biggest cultural resource that we ever have are our people. 
Then was still a Mickey Cassin and thing to Guino to the creek owner and thing like that. Still a Billy Bato board and thing like that at Guino to the creek owner. The one was still a do the casting and the the basket that still a do the quilt and thing like that. And all of that thing. Them what a guine yonah and know the food ways and thing like that. For how for bring them out. The creek yonah, how for bring them out to feel and thing like that. And then how for make them so they honey can yam upon the ones that did in the pot or deep on the table. So our cultural resources within our people that hold these traditions. It's not dry long so that this month exists. But these storms we've weathered over time have been getting more and more intense. And it gets wearying to see people watch and wait and send you messages online of how they hope we'd stay safe or why don't y'all just get out or, you know, this type of thing. And then they wait to want to be there with the Red Cross or somebody to come in and help. We need your help ahead of that. We need your help and support so that there is an economic environment amongst the native Gullah Geechis themselves is so sustained that the things that we need to do to protect this coastline, to be able to make sure that homes are protected, to make sure that older homes are redone and built in ways that can protect folks from storms, these are the things we need your support with. And back before in our community, the architects, the people who did the construction work, these were all native Gullah Geechis. These were the men that would get together. If they saw you building your house, they came over and they joined in and they helped you build it. The women would work together in the field. You finish your task in your field. You go on your honor and help the next woman over there catch up your road and thing like that. People would jar together and put away the food so that we would have it. When it's not harvest season, you still have food in the pantry. That's why a lot of Gullah Geeches don't necessarily, if they're traditions keepers, you don't see them run into the store to buy food during a storm like this. If they still have their hand pump, they've already pumped water. If they still have their rain barrels, they can catch that because they can use that inside the houses now with its toilets and all that gift, God forbid, that the city water goes off. So having awareness of your culture as a native Gullah Geechee, as someone born in this region as the Gullah Geechee Nation, on any of these sea islands from Jacksonville to Jacksonville or 30 to 35 miles inland to the St. John's River is critical. You need to be aware of the things that your elders and your ancestors did. How did they plant their food? How did they harvest it? How do you go out in the creek? Right now, we have the boats with the oars sitting there. I saw someone put in the Internet that you should get a pool from one of the stores so that you'd have something to float with in the event of any type of flooding. And I said, that's a very interesting concept and idea. And right then, the spirit tapped me on the shoulder and said, but y'all got two real boats sitting in the yard. So then I just had to verify and make sure the oars were in the boats. Because, God forbid, we had flooding, at least we would still have a means by which to be transported. The same means by which our ancestors got transported island to island many times when they were sold on auction blocks because the bateau boat, the large bottom, flat bottom wooden boat was what was brought out from the enslavement vessels that had to be anchored further out. You're not bringing them right up to every shoreline. You need deep water for those. But where the shallow waters come up the creek ways and up the waterways and could bring folks right on up where they would be sold, these boats were brought in. But our ancestors built the ships too. Many in my family built shrimp boats for generations. These are the types of things we need to be culturally aware of and that we need to recognize that everybody can sow a sweet grass basket. And that's not a tradition in every single Gullah Geechee family. Be aware of that this month. But that is an iconic part of Gullah Geechee tradition, heritage, history, and culture. And one of the first places I saw being evacuated where lines and lines of people trying to get gas was Mount Pleasant, the home of our Sweetgrass Basket, the home of the Sweetgrass Highway. 
This is now South Carolina's official state craft is the Sweetgrass Basket. South Carolina's official music is the, are the spirituals. These are Gullah Geechee things that now South Kakalaki honors that many of you don't recognize come from the spirit and the soul of Gullah Geechee's from right here upon this your cool, upon these your islands and things like that. But this month, we pray that even as these winds blow and these storms are predicted, that you circle together, that you be the eye of a storm, that you become organized, as they always use this terminology during hurricane season, in a way and in a manner that unifies, that we work together ahead of things, that we're proactive, that we don't have to be reactionary, that we don't have to talk about having to rebuild. We need to talk about what we have to sustain. And we need to be able to know the mechanisms of sustainability that our ancestors had in order to be able to sustain ourselves when the storm's here and when it's not, when you can run and when you can't. How do you thrive? How do you survive? Faith has always been first in the Gullah Geechee community. So that's once again why I started tonight with standing in the need of prayer. And I thank everybody who has emailed, who has tweeted, who has Facebook messaged, who has posted under our postings about your prayers. They are not overlooked. They're not trite, and we do not take them lightly. We take them very seriously because our ancestors did. Even back in the 1600s and the 1700s when tropical storms and hurricanes that were then called September gales were coming through this area. Our ancestors had faith. And then even in the 1600s and 1700s, they have documentation of these things coming through along this coast, each time to Charlestown, which is Charleston. Now, here it is in September of 1959, though. Many people on St. Helena Island talked about this storm all my life, which was Gracie. Gracie was a Category 3. I've met people here named Gracie, and the first thing they say, like the storm, because everybody remembers it, because they watch houses float off the foundation. And my family talked about cooking the chickens all night long that had drowned in the storm, and we don't need to be there. We don't need to be in that place, in that space. We need to be above it all. And there are a lot of things that are innovative, that are going on in the world, that can help us to at least sustain these cultural heritage resources that are part of the built environment for future generations. So that we chillin' and think of an idea and go, I say, yeah, Bacayona, we elder than we told this year, but we still a deal, we still a living them. You see, there's a lot of things that we would appreciate if you support ahead of time. Don't wait till a storm. We're in the eye of it always because whether a storm comes or not, we have destruction there is building all along this coast, clear-cutting these trees out, which is what ends up making storms worse than they need be, putting too many homes. We have planners and planning departments and county councils and town councils that are ignoring climate change, that have ignored the hurricanes, and because they have multi-millions of dollars at their disposal through credit and other things, they go ahead and they rebuild things that should have never been built where they were in the first place. And then when those things cause sinkholes or those things cause areas like Hilton Head to be like they are, then they want the FEMA money, they want the federal aid, they want all this to go to those places and those spaces while ignoring areas like St. Helena Island and rural areas where, like Sandy Island and other places that are native Gullah Geechis still staying there and still living their tradition and their culture in traditional family compound housing styles that have withstood the storm through all of these times and these tides come hell or high water. They've been here. We'd have been here. We in the Guayana, we tall, tall. And so here it is that on this, one might call it stormy night, 
but it's still pretty clear here where we are. We pray it remains as such. I have to come to you and discuss this topic when I would have rather just been in total celebration of Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month. But this is part of making you more aware of what's really at stake. People's lives, people's family compounds, people's land, people's legacy, people's traditions. So please support the work that you see that's going on here, that continues to go on here, that we continue to fight for. We see what has sustained us again. Our faith in God has been our sustaining force over all of these decades, one might say for centuries. And so we definitely do not take it lightly when a storm is approaching. But it ain't just approaching because the Weather Channel said that there's a hurricane out there named Matthew. It's approaching because there is so much more that's been going on that folks have been ignoring with the sea level rise, the climate change dynamics that have been affecting and infecting our coast, and yet people still build like it's all right, like there's nothing happening that they need to be aware of. And much of what they've built are the things that then open us up to some of the things that you see in our ancestors would not have built that way. This is not their building pattern. This is not their tradition. That was why they were able to be here through the storms, live to tell it, live to pass those stories down, to have our traditions yet alive, and so that our legacy can continue on. So my prayers are with everyone, every Gullah Geechee Nation family, whether you are staying and battening down the hatches or whether you are on the highway or you've already arrived somewhere else. And throughout this journey over these next several days, we will be on the air and we will definitely be hitting you up on social media. If for some odd reason you don't see me posting on social media, then God forbid we've lost power and we haven't been able to log on or we've lost the Internet and we can't get to you, but we would definitely try to get some messages out there to folks to let them know what are going on. Yeah, we do have landline phones that are still plugged in, not just cell phones, so we'd be able to talk to somebody out there on and let you know how things are, how things are going. But I definitely want you to be aware as well that here along the coastline there are several different evacuations, some voluntary, some mandatory areas. The information is posted on Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page and again follow at Gullah Geechee and you'll find that information there. Please make sure that you look at the article Disaster Preparedness and Food Security that I placed up there over and over again. It's also found on GullahGeecheeNation.com Please make sure you can type in Disaster Preparedness and Queen Quet, and you will find it. Just Google it, and please make sure to click the checklist that I have on there because there's a number of items that, you know, if you're getting nervous or you're in a haste trying to hurry up because you're going to pack now, you decided you're going to leave at the last minute, well, make sure that you have those items because a lot of things you're going to forget otherwise. Also have all your papers, put your papers in plastic, uh, all of your important documents, your passport, your IDs, your insurance forms, photographs of what your house looks like and your items that's in there for your home insurance, all of those kinds of things. Make sure that you have plastic cases for everything because if you do run into water or the water start coming down or you leaking into a vehicle anywhere where you go, then these things could end up getting damaged. And this was part of the problem that our family down there on the coast, on the Gulf Coast in Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, ran into with Katrina and Rita and FEMA not wanting to go ahead and provide funding to them because they didn't have so-called proof of who they were. They didn't have proof of their home ownerships, other things like that. So make sure any kind of life insurance, health insurance papers, all those kind of things, collect those up, have them in a, in a case 
that's waterproof of some kind or at the worst possible scenario, put them jokers in some plastic bags and double up them plastic bags if you're leaving town or if you're staying just so that you know you have those things in place where you can put your hands directly on them. You know how y'all put your hand on your remote control? Okay, make sure you have them at hand, okay, so that you know where everything is. Just gather those things together and, of course, all your emergency kit. So, again, look at Gullah Geechee Get Ready, Parts 1 and Part 2, and you'll see several of the items that I mentioned to you that you should have and already charge up everything. I've charged up phones. I've charged up my backup battery chargers. I've charged up all my computers, and trust me, i got enough computers, um, so that if, God forbid, that we have what happened with Hermine and we lose the power for a while, I can still get online or try to get online or be able to make a move to be able to let folks know what's going on and things like that. And so definitely we want you all to be safe, be aware of what is necessary, stay tuned, have yourself a weather radio so that you know all of what's going on, put the hurricane app on your phone, put your county's emergency management app on your phone, even if you leave your county, so that you know when you can return to that county. Make sure that you have the weather uh, channels, apps, and other things on your cell phone. Since you all love these phones so much, make them do what they're supposed to do. They're smart. Let them tell you something you need to know. There's also a Flood Watch app. I have all of these things on my phone. I've updated them the other day with various areas around the coast, and I'm about to make sure I have a location, the location services on, so that will be on. And also on Facebook, we'll have a check-in page so that people can check in if, God forbid, any of our areas do get hit with any major flooding. But God willing, we will not. God willing, Matthew will go on and dissipate out there in the Atlantic and will not even make its way up here at all as a cat, nothing. Okay, the only cats we want are the cats that meow outside in their yard. Okay, we don't want any other cats, and we pray to the good God that definitely God will bless us and God will continue to smile upon we so that we can ensure that our people are healthy, we're sustained, our cultural heritage is still on this coast, even as this storm passes us by. So stay tuned to various things online as well as via your phones so that you know what are going on and things like that. And make sure that the older people in your family are protected, that they're safe, that they're good, that they have enough water and other things and food and stuff in the house, and you have extra little propane tanks and stuff like that to cook with and all of that good stuff. And so definitely if it's getting a little chilly, y'all might want to make sure, like I do, you got some quilts with you too, all right? So we do have those as part of the culture and our heritage. And so we want to hold on to these things, and we want to hold on to one another at this critical time, which is our annual hurricane season. So let us just pray that this is one that will go ahead and pass us by, get on out there in the Atlantic Ocean like Sandy did, and just move on about your business and go on away from here. And so definitely we do not want Matthew here at all. And so our prayers, again, are with Jamaica, AT, Cuba, the Bahamas. We're praying that folks' families can recover very quickly. We're praying that there are not there are not any increases to the numbers they've already mentioned or the death tolls or anything, and we want folks to definitely stick around, stay around, and be able to rebuild your homes, but most of all, stay close with your family. And so we do have Gullah Geechee Seafood Festival coming up and Gullah Geechee Family Day, which is going to be Saturday, October the 22nd here on Hunting Island, right here next to St. Helena Island from noon to 6. You can bring out your fishing gear. You can bring out your beach bathing gear. Bring out the drums and everything because we are going to have a celebration of the family and the sustainability of who we be down here. And this is our Every other year, every even year, we have this celebration for the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association. 
we want to make sure to celebrate the continued fishing traditions and warp harvesting traditions that we have here that's part of sustaining our culture and our cultural community. Also, as part of that, we always show people the work that we are doing to protect the Gullah Geechee Nation's coast, to be proactive and making sure that the oyster beds are built back because that helps to protect Aspartina grass, Aspartina grass, and when the grass is protected, then we also protect the maritime forest. When we protect the maritime forest, the forest can protect us. Once again, why? For critical days and situations like tonight and like the rest of this weekend. And so for anybody who thought you were coming to town for the Moja celebration, of course, Gullah Geechee Knows Emmanuel and all the other events that were for the Moja celebration finale, those things have all been a later date, so there are no activities. So there's nothing that you are going to miss. So you just need to batten down the hatches and stay inside. Don't feel like, oh, man, I can't believe I missed it. It ain't nothing to miss because all of that is not going to happen. We say thank you, thank you to everybody that came out last weekend to the Beaufort Shrimp Festival. We had a good time out there ourselves. And also that supported Moja celebration last weekend when it launched. And we definitely want to thank everybody that came out to Down Caribbean Way. It was a very successful fundraiser for the Friends of Fort Fremont. And Fort Fremont is yet another Gullah Geechee-built institution, historic resource, cultural resource on St. Helena Island that we are going to put an interpretive center on. So I want to thank everybody who came out, especially DJ Kwame Shah, the selector, and things like that out there, which keep them going all night with the Caribbean music and things. And so it was truly a blessing Friday night to be able to dance and to enjoy that time with everyone, and especially to hear from so many people since then about how much they enjoyed the party on Friday night. And so we want to have some more parties. We want to have some more celebrations of us remaining here on this coast in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And I definitely want to have a big celebration when I come back from COP22. So please, if you have not yet gone to the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page or you somehow missed it in the Twitter feed, okay, or the Instagram feed for that matter, you can go online to GoFundMe. G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot com, GoFundMe.com slash QueenQuetCop22. And if you go there, you can make a donation right online. No, unfortunately, GoFundMe does not accept PayPal. But if you would like to send in a PayPal donation, we can PayPal invoice you from the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. So email the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition to GU. L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, and we will definitely PayPal invoice you. If you want to mail in a check, a money order, and make a contribution, you can also email us, and we'll give you the mailing address, and you can bring cash money. October the 22nd, meet me at Hunton Island for the Gullah Geechee Seafood Festival and Gullah Geechee Family Day was on the way on the chillin'. Oh, it going to be a celebration of how we still deal in the Gullah Geechee Nation and going to have plenty good food for Hunter chillin' there and punt from the sea. We just this year weekend and want the sea for come to we. Okay? So keep praying for us here on the Gullah Geechee Nation's coast. And I just want to thank everybody that I see. We're trying to reach the $1,500 mark tonight before midnight, and I see we're up to $1,260. Some people took it seriously and gave the $10. I want to thank Montelie Storm or Pamela Jones, Jane Forsyth, Diana Cly, Pian Ling Yu, Michael Beatonbaugh, J.D. Horn, Najma Thomas, Nature Thomas, Anita Collins, Kate Derrickson, Ashley Seifert, J. J. Aaron Anderson, Chandra Taylor, and Robin Carter. Thank you all, and thank you all the folks whose names I couldn't call because I can't see them because you made your donation anonymous. I greatly appreciate it. It is a blessing 
to see folks giving and to being a part of this. I'm going to represent all of we and things like that when I get to COP22 in Morocco. Hunter chilling already know what I going to do. Let them chilling yeti for who we be, that we be Gullah Geechee, and we need to protect these cultural resources on the islands in the sea here in the Atlantic. So just... Quickly, I'm going to open up call line just in case somebody out there is listening. You have a question about what's going on with the storm or just want to send out some blessings to everybody. The number is 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. I was also going to be speaking this Friday at the College of Charleston. That has been postponed to a later time. It was going to be family and friends weekend at the College of Charleston. That has been postponed. So we will let you know when Gullah Geechee knows Emmanuel, the various Moji events, the event that was happening at College of Charleston, all have been rescheduled. We will definitely let you know here on Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. We will also tweet it. We'll Instagram it. Again, follow us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, at Gullah Geechee on Instagram, and you will be able to keep up with all of what is going on. And again, email us to the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and get in our database at G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at A-O-L dot com. And so that way you can keep up with all of the information about what is going on, keep up with the Conk newsletter, which will be coming out with a special quarterly edition very soon that has a lot more things letting you know all the things that we have done over the past couple of months, including our Gullah Geechee Unity in the community, which was well attended, and we appreciate all the support that everyone gave of that event. And we want the unity to continue to be in our community, even as we have this stormy opening to Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month. I appreciate all the love, all the support, and looking forward to the storm passing on through, passing by out there, dissipating in the Atlantic, and getting back on the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour. So, Hunter Chillum, I'm getting ready to come to you in Sumter, coming on back to Mars College, right on up Yona, up the road of Lee Peace. I'm going to be there this year month and things like that. And then we got to be getting ready to get on over to Africa. And so I appreciate all of you who are supporting the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Journey. If you would like me to come to your city along with the Gullah Connection, please, we are booking already for 2017. We have a lot of dates already booked for 2017, so make sure to go to queenquet.com, Q-U-E-E-N-Q-U-E-T dot C-O-M. Make sure that you go there and click the booking link and get your information in and so that we can see if we can get your city, your country, your town on the calendar because we want to not only celebrate Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness during this month, but every day so that Plenty of honor chilling with y'all, John, and things like that. And never going to say again that you ain't be fussing no or going to get you bent and things like that. And so you continue to follow us on Facebook throughout the month. Every day we're posting videos and blogs and other things and books that you can keep up with to learn more about who we do down here. And so it is a blessing. It's an honor to still deal with all the honey chilling. Stay safe. Be blessed. This year, the Queen Quet head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that all the hundred children tune in this evening. One more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. And I'm going to be cracking my teeth some more with hundred children on the other side of this year thing called Hurricane Matthew. But you know in between how we do. We be Gullah Geechee anointed people. Peace and blessings, everybody. Thank you, thank you for getting we show. Kalagichi Rhythm Radio. Mm-hmm. 